Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome into this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. He once again filling in for WB and delivering to you a new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us yet again this week as we bring you the biggest names in NHRA, IndyCar, NASCAR, as well as short track grassroots racing. We deliver it all for you here Every week on Southern Race Week Radio, we have another jam-packed program coming up for you this week. But before we let you know who's going to be on the program, we just have a little tidbit of racing news to bring you, which is, of course, the champions in the NHRA series as they raced in Pomona, California last weekend to crown champions. And they did so in the top fuel division, Brittany Force of John Force Racing, came home with the championship. That is championship number 22 for John Force Racing. And then over in the Funny Car Division, Ron Caps came away with the championship. Erica Enders was your pro stock champion. And then Matt Smith was the winner of the championship in the pro stock motorcycle divisions. Congratulations on these four competitors for coming away with championships this year in the Camping World NHRA Drag Racing Series. And in fact, we're going to be speaking with two of those championship drivers coming up a little later on in the program. We'll hear from Brittany Force, the top fuel division winner, and then also a great friend of the show, Ron Caps, and the funny car division. So we'll talk to those two drivers coming up here a little bit later on. And then also we'll be speaking with Jacqueline Drake of NASCAR Roots and also one of the many voices you hear for coverage of Flow Racing at many of the grassroots tracks all along the United States of America. So we'll speak with Miss Drake and I get her thoughts on her coverage of racing here in 2022 but we kick off the program this week with another great friend of the show always appreciate her taking the time from Hueytown, alabama ladies and gentlemen let's welcome in short driver extraordinaire miss jojo Miss Wilkinson, thank you so much for once again taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, and hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And this is the first time we have talked since your transition from high school life to college life. You're currently attending the University of Alabama. So before we talk about the racing and everything going on, what's your experience been like living in Tuscaloosa and adjusting to the life of a college student? Um, I'm not going to say that it's been easy, but um, I've gone through a lot in my life, and um, I think I'm taking it easier than a lot of other college students are. But the transition, it hasn't been too hard. It's actually made me more responsible and ready to go for a little bit of the real world. Now, we know how crazy and chaotic your life was in high school because you had your studies, you had, you know, cheerleading, you had a lot going on, including your racing. Now that you're kind of doing the college life and things are different, you're not cheering, uh, you can kind of have your schedule, the way, you can set up your schedule the way you kind of like it, and you still have time to do the racing. As far as your time and, and adjusting to all of that, is it just as chaotic as it was when you were in high school, or do you find it to be a little bit easier for you to kind of maneuver around and, and set your schedule the way you want it? That's funny you say that. So whenever you're out of high school, you have to have a job. So I've kind of just transitioned from being able to cheer 
and having to go out and get a job because I was never able to really work in high school. I would always work for my dad or some places here and there, but now I have a full-time job. I'm a full-time college student, and then I still race, and you have to have time for your friends and family and for you to be able to go and do the things that you want to do. Like with me being a girl, I like to get my hair done, my nails done, everything that a girl wants to do. Um, but no, it's, it hasn't been too chaotic. I think it might be a little more chill, um, but it's still fun, whatever I'm doing. So as we look back at 2022 and everything you've accomplished and done, is there any one moment that jumps out at you that you would say, this is number one moment of my racing season for 2022? So the 2022 race season was probably the hardest I've ever gone through mentally as a driver. So as a driver, you look forward to getting big rides with big name people and you put your sponsorship through that as well. So you're not the only one going through it. Your sponsor is going through it with you. And we had a really good deal going on. And I just felt like towards the end of it, it really wasn't what I wanted it to be and what I wanted to make my sponsor spend money on. And I feel like I got a little bit out of it, but not what I wanted. But I give respect to all of the Jet guys. They helped me out a lot. And um, I appreciate all that they've done for me. And it wasn't anything to do with them. It was mainly me and what I wanted for myself. I would say the one thing that happened this year that I think about a lot is me going down to New Smyrna for the first time ever. And we set the pole. And we finished second, probably a car length behind of the guy who wins down there every single weekend. So to me, that was probably the most fun I've had in a while. And then probably about a month ago, going to Montgomery, um, not racing in my car since last year at the Snowflake, we finished sixth and qualified seventh. So those two races really have stuck out to me. But yeah, I would say that the race season this year has been the hardest. Speaking with short track driver Jojo Wilkinson here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio and listening to you speak and, and saying how kind of disappointed you are with things going on. I know that a lot of drivers go through those kind of slumps mentally, physically, where, you know, maybe it's just you get to that point where you just kind of need a little time to, to kind of break away, back up a little bit and put things in perspective for you as, as you go through this kind of difficulty. Have, have you leaned on your father? Have you leaned on other people to kind of help you and kind of maybe maybe give you some advice on, on how to kind of maybe get back to where you were before? Yes, but um, with me being away at college now, it's been um, super mentally hard because I'm not with them every day like I used to be. I'm not living with my dad anymore. I'm not 10 minutes away from my sister's house. Like it's just, it's a big step to go through, especially being last year, being at my highs and then thinking that everything was going to go the right way. And then you think it is going the right way. Then I go to the snowflake and I don't even make the snowflake and I've made it every year. So I think that's whenever I kind of set my guard down and um, have been down really ever since then. So I plan on making a comeback this year and just setting a goal for myself, just making the race because last year was, awful on me and it's really affected me in the last year not only like embarrassment but for my sponsor because he's all the way from Michigan and he 
flew down there and stayed with us all week and we couldn't even make the show. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to making a comeback at the Derby and it's been hard. Looking ahead to that in December, the, the 55th annual Snowball Derby, I know you're. this is one of the biggest events on the calendar year for a lot of drivers just like yourself, and big names are always involved in this event, and uh, some of the drivers who have gone on to win this event have gone on to do many amazing things in their career. As you get prepared and set for the Snowball Derby coming up later this year, how are you mentally getting yourself ready? Because... We know physically getting in the car and racing is, is natural to you, but as far as the mentality aspect of getting ready for such a huge event like that, how mentally do you prepare for this? Um, so this year is going to be a little bit different with me being a college student. That's actually exam week, so I'm going to have to be focusing on school down there as well, but I plan to keep my headspace kind of open and um, be, I don't know, be I guess try to learn as much as I can and not take offense to everything and just chill out. Cause last year I was so like, I'm going to make the show. We're going to qualify good because I guess I had a little bit of a big head because we were top 10 in practice every single time we went out. So I was expecting to go out there and qualify at least top 15. So I'm just going to be in a good headspace, not going in there thinking that I know it all because I've been through a lot and been through the hard things. So I know what to expect and I know what could happen. So just being around people that support me and um, the people who have a lot of negativity, I'm just not going to deal with them that week because I'll, I'll be going through a lot with exams at school and then on top of the derby. So well, uh, Jojo, I know that you're going to bounce back uh, big time because that's just the type of person, the type of driver you are. So we're looking forward to seeing how you can rebound and get things finished up in 2022 and then get ready for 2023, which I'm sure you're, you're scheduling and getting ready for. Um, if our listeners do want to follow along with you, keep up with your progress going into the Snowball Derby and maybe when you make announcements of what your plans are for 2023, uh, where can our listeners go to keep up with you and keep up with your progress and and, uh, and other uh, news that you have going on with your racing career? Um, my Facebook is Jolyn Jojo Wilkinson, driver number 11. We mainly post on that Facebook page. Um, my Instagram is really my day-to-day life stuff, but my Facebook, we post updates. We post my merchandise, what link you can go to get that. Um, and then actually Instacote Premium Products, their Instagram and Facebook, they post all the time about what we're doing, where we're at, and what's going on. So, I mean, without Instacoat, none of this would be possible. And I can't thank Anthony enough um, just being on board with me and making sure that we do make it to the snowflake and also making sure that I can run the best that I can. But I can't thank you enough for being so patient with me trying to get on this show. I know it's kind of hard on your part but thank you a lot hi this is melissa byfield driver in the nascar wheel and modified tour and you're listening to southern race week all right welcome back to this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far flung southern race week radio network it's southie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We'll be very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline as she is celebrating her top fuel championship for 2022 in the NHRA series and also championship number 22 for John Force Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Brittany 
Thank you so much Thank for taking you. the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, and hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Thank you for having me, and thanks for that introduction. I've never heard one like that over. Well, <laughs> when we have a big deal guest on, especially a champion, we got to give him a big deal introduction. So uh, let's talk about last Thank weekend you. in uh, Pomona. You know you're in the uh, championship hunt there. Nothing determined. So, you know, still a lot on the line last weekend. So when you get ready for an mm-hmm. event like that, do you treat this weekend as, as any different than you would any other normal weekend when you're out there racing and, and doing what you do? It's a little bit of both. As a driver, it's you come in, you know, it's out that, you know, leaving Vegas, we have the points lead by seven, and you're going to a championship. They're going to crown a champion on Sunday. So you know what's on the line, but you also don't want – too much of that now extra added pressure that it's going to change your routine or it's going to put your mind in a different place that you've been in all season long. So it's kind of just, you know, reminding yourself that, yes, this there's a lot on the line. This is the biggest race in our, you know, season yet to date, but it's just like any other race. You have to go in, uh, for, for me as a driver, I have to go into it that direction because if I'm looking at the ladder and who I might possibly be running and and how is this all going to fall apart and how is it going to play out it's just I'm getting too far ahead of myself and now I'm distracting myself and I need to be focused so it's just keeping your mind in the game doing what you've been doing you know what's reachable you know what's on the line you know what you're chasing down but you have to find a way to kind of control those emotions and and focus on doing your job and when you do get ready for an event whether it's uh, Pomona Vegas or wherever you happen to be what is your routine what do you do to get yourself mentally prepared to get yourself in one of these fast-moving vehicles? Um, I do a lot of, you know, practice at home. I have a practice tree in my spare bedroom upstairs, and I, I sit in the cockpit and slam on a throttle pedal and, and look at the Christmas tree. So I do that. I have a handheld one that I practice on an airplane sometimes. I do workouts that are, you know, I do circuit training where I focus on, you know, legs for being strong when, when that tree comes down. And I do a variety of things that help me prepare going into a race weekend. I, I've been doing it all season long. I Definitely amped it up, you know, the last, you know, since we started this countdown a couple of months ago, I definitely amped everything up. But, um, you know, it's for me, it's it's doing that kind of stuff makes me feel my best. And let me ask you something. Seeing your dad continue to race and not only race, but still on the top of his game. How amazed are you to see how your dad has continued to race and looks like he's in no way ready to retire and hang it up? He's unreal how he does what he does. He's like no one else. I mean, he's quite a character. But 16 championships, I don't know how anybody could do that. I only have two. So that just seems absolutely impossible. But he's the best driver out here. He's done everything. And uh, I'm still learning from him every single week. And I'm lucky to have his support. I'm lucky that he gave me, you know, these opportunities. And uh, under the John Force Racing umbrella, it's not just my dad and I, but it's Robert Height in the Auto Club car. It's Austin Prock in the Montana brand car. So it's, it's all of us. We are all one team. Speaking with Top Fuel champion and NHRA series, Brittany Force, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Well, now the season has wrapped up, Brittany. You have some time off to, uh, you know, decompress and uh, enjoy your championship before we got to get ready to, de- to defend it in 2023. So now that you have some time off, what do you like to do to relax and enjoy your, your away time from the track? Do you hang out with friends? Do you spend time with your family on vacation? What, what is it that you like to do to, to entertain your time off? 
I do a little bit of everything. You know, my girlfriends have already called me about doing girls' wine night, so we're trying to lock that in at some point, but I'm still doing media and running around, so I haven't had time to set that up. Um, but my family, we go up to Lake Tahoe for the holidays. We go snowboarding. We hang out. We just, you know, relax and get away, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. But just, uh, you know, taking some downtime and really taking some time just to to be home because, you know, on our circuit, it's 22 events. We do more than that with sponsor appearances. And you live out of a suitcase pretty much the whole season. I mean, it's pointless to come home and unpack for two days to repack again. So, you know, we're in and out of hotels, airports. We live out of a suitcase. So it's finally nice to unpack a suitcase and just feel like you're home. And, you know, a lot of the times, I, you know, we know you're a great driver. That's obviously a, a fact with a championship. But there's sometimes uh, things about, you know, you that maybe a lot of listeners or, or a lot of fans might not know about. But let me ask you, Brittany, if you had one night, one movie that you could watch, what 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 to you is your favorite movie? Like if you had an opportunity to sit down and watch your favorite flick, what is it? Uh, I'll have to go with 310 to Yuma with Russell Crowe, one okay. of my favorites, and The Great Gatsby, Leonardo DiCaprio. I love the book. I love the movie, the music. So those are probably my top two movies. And then moving over to music, uh, you know, I think I can learn a lot about it. Because I was a DJ working in music radio, I think you can learn a lot from someone from the top of music they like to listen to. Uh, what, what kind of music do you like to listen to when you're kind of maybe getting ready for a race or just maybe hanging out at the pool or at the beach or wherever you're out just hanging out? What, what do you like to listen to? Uh, I like Post Malone, The Weeknd. Um, I like Halsey, Tiesto. Um, I also just got into SoundCloud, which is like a bunch of different artists that they mash together and make these remixes. So I can't really folk pinpoint one, but, um, uh, yeah, those are probably my top ones. And the banquet, you guys had the banquet a couple of nights ago. How fun is it for you guys to have this opportunity? Cause most of you guys are out there being competitive and racing against each other. So how's it feel like to have that opportunity to kind of have that camaraderie? you guys kind of celebrating not only the championship drivers, but also the accomplishments of what you guys did during the season and having that opportunity to kind of mingle and catch up and talk to the other drivers in the other series and, and maybe people you don't get the opportunity to maybe talk with uh, when you're on tour. You know, it's great. It's uh, it's actually, it's just a whirlwind. It's like you come out of the biggest race of the season and then you go right into this banquet and it feels like it, we, we just, we haven't stopped, but the banquet is fun. It's, you get to sit down with your team and, and all the teams get to, um, you know, talk about their season and just enjoy where they ended up and how their season went. And just, you know, it, it, it's banquets are always fun. I've been going since I was two years old in a little tutu dress, you know, with my dad. So I've been going. I haven't missed one since I was a baby. And, um, you know, to be there with my team, just, you know, celebrating our season uh, that we won a championship. It, it's just fun to be able to get away from the racetrack and hang out on the dance floor. I, I think Antron and I were the two last people out on the dance floor. So it's fun to hang out with, you know, your competitors and, and see them outside of their fire suits and dressed up nice. And it's just a fun event to hang out and relax and celebrate your season. Now, Ms. Forrest, if our listeners want to follow along with you on social media or maybe keep up with what's going on with you and in, in possibly in 2023, uh, where can they go to follow you around and keep up with what's uh, the latest information and news from the world yeah. of Brittany Forrest? I'm on Instagram and Twitter. It's Brittany Force, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-F-O-R-C-E. So I will be there. <laughs> well, Miss Force, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, congratulations on your top field championship. Enjoy the off season, and hopefully we'll catch back up with you in 2023 when things kick off for the NHRA again. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox. 
and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. He is the three-time champion in the NHRA series and back-to-back and actually his first championship as an owner in the Funny Car Division. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in driver of the Napa machine, Mr. Ron Caps! Mr. Caps, so thank you so much for taking the time to join us yet again this week on Southern Race Week Radio, sir, and congratulations on your championship that you won this past weekend in Pomona, California, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah, what uh, what a crazy, crazy weekend, but what a crazy year. And it, it's slowly sinking in, but it really hasn't, I don't think, fully sunk in on what we accomplished quite yet. Um, I know for you going into Pomona, you are right there in the battle for that championship, and you're able to come away with it. Uh, tell me about the weekend in Pomona. Did you treat it any differently, um, knowing that you had a shot at the championship, or did you pretty much keep the routine kind of as uh, any other normal weekend in the NHRA series? Well, I think all this, those teams that were in it, we, we all knew the situation. And you try to, I mean, you could say it all you want. You can have meetings. You can talk about it. You can go over and over in your brain. It's just another weekend, but it, it's not. And, and every run was so important, for especially, you know, the teams of Robert Height and Matt Hagen and I, for our teams to try to gain some points in qualifying. It was huge. And, um, you know, we pulled it off, but it took until Saturday night for us finally to make that record run. Uh, that put us number one and actually put us within under two rounds of Robert Hyde going into Sunday. So that changed the whole scenario. And that was a goal of ours. We just, we thought we were going to do it more Friday <laughs> instead of just the last run of qualifying. So, you know, that's always a goal is to go in and get qualified. First of all, secondly, to try and gain those points and then be in position. And, you know, we did that last year when we won the championship in 2021, we, ha- we had the lead a little bit sort of I was the chase E instead of the chaser last year and we ended up uh, gaining more points and, and win the world championship and then this year being a chaser we had to do the same thing and uh, we came together as a team pulled it off the circumstances of Robert uh, losing second round happened and, and we knew that we had fate in our own hands so it was just a matter of going up there and doing it now this is your third championship you went back to back you won last year but this is your first year winning the championship as a driver owner for Ron Caps Motorsports, your rookie season as an owner. Um, obviously, the expectations were met by winning a championship for the team. But tell me about your rookie year as not only a driver for your own team. What was that experience like? Because other years you were just a driver, just focusing on what you had to do behind the wheel. But now not only did you have to focus on what was going on behind the wheel, but also so many other things, sponsor work, you know, doing works with sponsors. Now you got a crew, people you got to take care of, uh, a shop that needs to be ran and run. What was that experience like, not only as a driver this year, but as a, a rookie, as an owner? Well, crazy. I mean, you know, I, I just I felt a little just trying to tread water all season long, learning different things here and there. Um, you know, it's uh, there's a lot more than it cracked up to be. I thought, you know, I thought I, I, I pretty much knew what it took and what, what a lot of my fellow racers that own their own teams were going through. And, you know, um, there was a lot to it. I got to, I got to be honest. And so separating that part of it from when I put the helmet on and just being a driver was a huge, huge thing for me to try to get used to. 
but I, I think, you know, just having people around me that are good at what they do and helping me, um, that, that was the difference. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to have great success on the racetrack as well, but we're, I've always been really good with our sponsors and knowing, you know, how to represent them and, and thinking I know how to represent them, but hoping I do. And, uh, you know, you just don't expect to be a, a world champion your first time as a team owner. Speaking with 2022 uh, champion in the NHRA series, uh, Ron Caps. Uh, he is the owner-driver of Ron Cap uh, Motorsports, as we discuss his Funny Car uh, World Championship. And um, got some great pictures of you at the banquet. Looks like you all had a great time. What's that experience like? Because, you know, you guys just kind of hang out together at the tracks. Maybe you don't have that opportunity to maybe mingle and have an enjoyment time together. When you guys all together and, and enjoy your time at the banquet, what's that experience like? When it's not, you know, a competition, you guys can kind of relax, the season's over, and you can kind of unwind and, and, and really celebrate the season. It, it's nice. You know, I, I look forward to the banquet every year because everybody can kind of relax a little bit. Um, I had a great conversation with Jimmy Proc, who's Robert Hyde's crew chief. You know, you get a few beers and just kind of reflect on the whole season. And I've, I've had a lot of seasons where I went to the banquet and we were number two and came close to winning but had it taken away. So I've been there, and I, I knew how Robert and that team felt. Um, so with that being said, uh, this year was obviously exceptionally cool to to come in there and as back to back. But but just any time you could show up at that banquet and and know that you're going to be the last one on stage in the funny car division, and and you're going to give a speech about being world champions, it's a great feeling. And this year was no different. We we had a great great time. NHRA did a great job, by the way, the the banquet this year. It was a lot of fun and. You know, um, I'm glad the season's over. I am wore out. <laughs> and uh, it'll be nice to get some rest, go through the holidays, and uh, we're already getting requests for different shoots and photo shoots and getting things done. So I'm looking forward to that part of it. Now, you just mentioned there, now that you guys are kind of done with the season, you, and you said you kind of have a little opportunity to re relax, kind of uncharge, and, and get everything going. Now, as a team owner, do you is the offseason going to be different for you in a sense that maybe you might take a couple of weeks off to, to kind of get away and, and decompress and then – you know, probably right back at it. Is is, is a is a off season different for you going from a driver to an owner? Yeah, last year, you know, was my first kind of foray as as dealing with some of the off season stuff. We had to get ready for the season, and I was just I was overwhelmed. I was looking back at you know my little couple pads of paper I had where I was going through things last year. That I look back and I, I remember how much stress I wasn't sleeping well. Um, I just there were so many unknowns and. And so this year is going to be fun because I've sort of been through it once and we can build off of what we had. I'm, I'm looking right now at buying some new equipment and we're looking at cars and parts, which I didn't do last year and a lot of fun stuff, but uh, trucks and trailers. So now I'm a proud owner of trucks and trailers and our rigs. And so it, it uh, it's going to be fun this year. I think um, as opposed to last year, it just was, I was scared <laughs> more than anything else of what was about to come. And I didn't want to fail. And, um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, every season, I'm this is my 28th or 29th year of driving these things professionally. You know, I started with Don the Snake Perdome. So every offseason was fun with the photo shoots, the commercials, all the stuff you do with new paint schemes. And this will be the first time really um, going through it where I feel a little more at ease of helping design the car paint, working with sponsors and things like that.
Well, Mr. Katz, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. You're a great friend of the show. We really appreciate you taking the time to join us as you are the 2022 Funny Car World Champion for Ron Cap Motorsports. Now, if our listeners want to follow what's going on during the offseason, and as you guys get set, ready to get back into action here in 2023, uh, where can our listeners go to to follow along and keep up with what's going on at Ron Caps Motorsports? I'm pretty active on my social media. I, I believe our my Facebook fan page is Ron Caps 28. Um, and then Twitter and, and Instagram, if you, you find me, I got the, the blue check. Um, I'm not sure how many other Ron Capses there are out there, but I keep pretty busy on trying to keep our fans involved in what goes on away from the racetrack. They obviously know what's going on at the racetrack, but it's I try to make it fun and uh, keep people laughing, and we'll see if we can have some fun this offseason. Well, Mr. Caps, once again, we really appreciate taking the time, sir. Enjoy your offseason. Looking forward to catching back up with you as we kick off the NHRA season in 2023, sir. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone. It's Jeb Burton, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at Southie. Continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, we're very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. And she's become a great friend of the show, always letting us know what's going on in the world of short track racing. And she's a part of the NASCAR Roots program for NASCAR.com. And also you can hear her voice for coverage from Flow Racing as they cover a lot of the great short track events that are going on here in the United States of America. So let's welcome in great friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Jacqueline Drake! Miss Drake, thank you so much for taking the time yet again to join us this week here on Southern Racing Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friends. Hey, I'm always having a great day whenever I get to jump on your show and hear that intro. You were a driver at first. You kind of switched over to the media side. You worked with Cars, the Cars Tour Series for a while, and now you've kind of uh, transitioned here with the NASCAR Roots Program and NASCAR.com and also with Flow Racing. So how's that transition been for you? Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I've been there for just a little over a year at this point. And it has been quite the ride going into it this season. I, I, I've got to say I was pretty nervous. I was with the Cars Tour for about seven years. Uh, so I had grown to have expectations and understanding of how my race, race seasons were going to go, especially with travel. So going into the beginning of this year, I, I was really nervous. But I hit the ground running with uh, short track events, like you had mentioned, all over, starting with the icebreaker and uh, going down into Speed Weeks at New Smyrna and Daytona and expanding into Bowman Gray here during the summer in the booth and working pit road at Martinsville. And then uh, last weekend I was at Riverhead in New York. I traveled up to Michigan to Berlin Raceway. And um, I've seen a lot. It's been so eye-opening to meet the race fans all in these different regions and tracks that maybe I haven't got to hit or understand and the cool thing about my job is I work so closely on our with our broadcast partners on their marketing and media strategy but then I also jump on the broadcast itself and I'll I'll go on air so um, being that closely to the uh, broadcast I'm able to glean information from fans I'm able to understand processes at the tracks understand challenges that these tracks may have that I can bring back to our headquarters here in Charlotte 
and speak to my coworkers on how to be better. I grew up at short tracks. I grew up going to dirt races, watching my dad racing, and then me jumping behind the wheels starting when I was six. And uh, it makes me feel good to know that I'm able to help make a difference when it comes to short track racing and, and help the local racers. And uh, it kind of makes me feel like I'm, I'm doing uh, right in the motorsports world and maybe, uh, you know, the kids that I run into making a difference in them and letting them know that they can also do this. Um, you know, I, I came from a small town and I had big dreams and aspirations and honestly wasn't sure that I would maybe actually get to do anything like I'm doing today. So uh, I'm, I'm so thankful and I, I couldn't have asked for a better first year, honestly. Speaking with Jacqueline Drake here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, and as we wrap up 2022, I think you still have a, a few more races and events you have to cover. But up to this point, as we look back at 2022, is there one event or one thing that sticks out to you as, as wow, this is the moment of 2022 for me as far as the number one thing I, I got to do over this last year? Oh, man. There's a lot of number ones. Uh, and it, it can be either – meeting fans um, or being on the broadcast. I think, you know, when I was able to do the Martinsville Speedway event, that was a big gold line for me in my book because I'd gone and attended the Valley Star Credit Union 300 many years, and I've watched and wanted to be a part of that event in some form or fashion. And so getting to be on that broadcast um, for that big late model event was, was huge to me, made me feel uh, fulfilled, definitely, in my role. But even last weekend, I, I mean, another one, Riverhead, I covered Asphalt Modifies this year at Bowman Gray, which you know, and I jumped in one and tested one at Bowman Gray. And I was so nervous to cover Asphalt Mods because I come from the Fender world. I'm a late model girl. Uh, I don't necessarily know too much about asphalt mods, or I didn't at the beginning of the season. So when they said, hey, we want you to jump in the booth alongside Matthew Dillner, I was nervous because asphalt mods, they date back hundreds of years. So heading up north last weekend, I was walking around Riverhead, and I had some kids and some adult fans, race fans, come up to me and want to meet me because they were watching Bowman Gray on flow. And that was kind of like, a moment for me of saying like okay wherever I am there are kids that are watching that are rooting for me rooting for racing and wanting to be involved one day and the fans that are up north are watching these races down south because they love asphalt mods and so being welcomed into that like fan base that has loved that realm of racing for such a long time um, has made me really happy and you know, I hope to only continue that into other spaces that um, I'm planning to expand into. Um, but, yeah, I think for me it's it's the race fans and getting to meet them face-to-face. -face. You see them on Facebook, right? They comment or they like or they follow or something. But um, seeing them face-to-face -face and meeting them and hearing their stories and, like, how they've been going to these events for 20, 30 years or their dads or their grandpas or anything like that um, – definitely makes makes me happy at the end of the day now Jacqueline if our listeners want to follow along with you as far as what's going on with the rest of your year and then also continuing on as you get set for 2023 where can we send them to uh, keep up with you and follow along with what's going on with you 
Yeah, I'm, I am primarily on Instagram. That's like my favorite at this point in time. And it's the one and only JKD. But I'm also on Twitter and on Facebook. So you can follow along on there. And um, I try to comment back um, on Facebook. People typically comment and tell me if they're watching or where they're headed for the race weekend. So uh, that's, that's where I will be. Well, Miss Drake, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. You've become a great friend of the show, and we were truly blessed and, and honored that you take the time to uh, join us. And uh, we're looking forward to you joining us again in 2023. So hopefully you enjoy your off season, get rested up, and get ready for racing as we'll kick things off uh, next year. Hey, thanks so much, Al. Always appreciate jumping on here. And thanks to all the listeners for supporting motorsports and get out to your local short track and uh, maybe I'll, I'll see you there. Hey, this is Rutledge Wood from NASCAR on NBC and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guests for joining us this week here on the program JoJo Wilkinson, also Ashley Force, Ron Caps, and Jacqueline Drake. Thank you so much to those great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And next week on the program, another star-studded edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Joining us on the program next week that we know for sure, Brandon Hutchinson, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Merrill Speedway, along with Greg Walter, who is the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Charlotte Motor Speedway. Will be joining us, and we'll, uh, we'll fit in a couple of more guests in as well. We're still trying to work on uh, booking the show for next week because next week will be our season finale of Southern Race Week Radio for 2022. So looking forward to wrapping up the season for Southern Race Week Radio here in 2022. But we'll be delivering to you best of programming until we kick off a new season in 2023, uh, sometime probably in the middle of January of next year is when we'll kick off another season of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And don't forget, during the offseason, we'll be delivering to you racing news on our Facebook page and Twitter. That is right. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and you'll get all the latest racing news and information 24 hours a day, seven days a week during the offseason. And also, don't forget about the email address. Uh, feel free to email us over the offseason as well, SRW Radio at yahoo.com. Once again, that email address is srwradio at yahoo.com. So uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Happy Thanksgiving out there. want to wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving from everyone here at the Southern Race Week Radio family. And we'll catch back up with you next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Thanksgiving. Get turkey. Fine-looking turkey. Gobble, gobble. Thank you.